0: The Week in Bible Prophecy, a Prophecy Watchers podcast. Welcome to the podcast today, everybody, here with J.B. Hickson. Welcome, J.B. Hey, welcome. Good to be here. You know, before we get started, I want to remind everybody that uh, we have our upcoming conference in October. J.B., you're going to be there. Can't wait. Honored to
1: be uh, to be speaking again, and it's going to be a great conference.
0: Yeah, October 5th through 8th, and uh, you can get information about that at watchersweekend.com. I'm actually going to be coming back from Europe. Uh, I'm going to be on a prophecy tour with with Billy Crone and Brandon Holhouse, Tom Hughes. We're going to be preaching in Scotland and Ireland and in Italy. It's uh, also in, in England. So we're going to have some more information about that coming up as well. But it's going to be a great time. And man, uh, as we think about all that's happening, there's no lack of material <laughs> to talk about, right? Right. There's just, you don't have enough time to talk about it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, we, one of the things that we're doing here with JB is he's here. We're talking about his DVD series, uh, "What in the World Is Going On." Uh, eight DVDs. How many hours are on there total? Thir- over thirteen. Yeah, yeah, thirteen hours. So uh, th- that's really the question that I want to talk today. JB is uh, uh, in the sense of what in the world is going on when we when we look over the last. Especially the last three years, there's no doubt. I mean, we we try to avoid it as much as possible in the sense because of censorship. You did not avoid that that but in your in your DVDs, which I appreciate, and so we're trying to be sensitive in that regard. But regardless, no one can deny that from 2020 till now, uh, you know, really from two and a half years in, that life is not different.
1: Yeah, I mean, it seems like every 20 years there's some major change that takes place and certainly in the 21st century that's true we go back to 2001 which was a game changer with 9-11 and then of course in in 2020 Uh, and you know what the reason we put this dvd set together uh and it was it was originally something that i taught uh in denver at our church uh was that you know everybody seems to be waking up that something is going on here i mean there's just too many coincidences too many uh you know things that need dots that need to be connected and when you start connecting them you go wait a minute and so we just wanted to kind of take uh, through the lens of scripture uh, all of these m- world changing events that that you know changed life as we know it uh and see if we can you know interpret it through the lens of bible prophecy yeah and um
0: share with people where they can find uh, information about your ministry
1: yeah not by works.org uh not by works.org is our primary ministry we've been around since 1999 um uh, titus 3 5 is our theme verse not by works of righteousness which we've done but according to his mercy he saved us so uh, one of our passions is the clarity accuracy and urgency of the gospel and especially with all that's going on uh in setting the stage for end times prophecy right now uh, it's more important than ever for people to to trust in Jesus Christ and Him alone for
0: salvation. Yeah, absolutely. My uh, I, I call it a, a blessing and a curse, and I, I, it's it's more of a blessing for sure. But I, I appreciate the clarity and accuracy because I I am a, I absolutely am OCD about precision <laughs> and words, and just looking at Scripture very 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 specifically. I love minutia. I love, that's the way it works. But uh, but I appreciate that. As we know, there were sometimes Jesus would make arguments based on the tense mm-hmm. uh, of a passage, oh, yeah. or you know, or, or Paul on a, on a singular versus a plural yeah. seed versus seeds. I yeah. mean, we see some of that as it relates to the inspiration of Scripture. So I, I, I appreciate your, your ministry and your 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 theme. Uh, l- let's talk about. Um, I want to read this because, and we we we'll only have time to get a couple, but the the eight subjects you discuss in "What in the World Is Going On." again just kind of inspired me to say let's let's unpack some of these but you you talk about the great satanic reset really the history of all of it you talk about 19 and depopulation nineteen and the experimental bio injections uh, agenda 2030 and the luciferian timetable uh, preparedness tips very practical can we trust the government uh, and then you get into secret societies and then ultimately as as pastor uh, why does all this matter uh, because at the end of the day uh, let, let me just ask you, I, I know the way I approach scripture and application uh, when I was preaching and pastoring, you know for sixteen years. Um, why ask the question? Why does it matter? Yeah,
1: I think uh, you know that's that's the the million dollar question that everyone's asking. as I said, even unbelievers are looking around and seeing what's happening, you know, and they're saying, man, this is this is unreal. I mean what what in the world is going on? And so we wanted to give people. Uh, you know, some resources, again, through the lens of Scripture that, that that could sort of make sense of it all. And so it's really a twofold audience. On the one hand, it gives believers uh, a, a grid to sort of make sense of, of all of this. You know, a lot of believers, and you and I have talked about this before, but they get on some level, you know, the deep state or the global elite or, you know, the shadow government. Sometimes people will, will call, it. I remember Grant Jeffrey wrote a mm-hmm. wrote a big uh, book by that title, and, and that's certainly all part of it, but what we try to do is connect the dots all the way to the top, the top tier of this grand Luciferian conspiracy as outlined in Scripture, and I think for those who handle the Word of God correctly, it starts to make sense, but for unbelievers, it really i think drives them to the gospel and you know the gospel is that jesus christ uh, the son of god died and rose again to pay our personal penalty for sin and only those who place their faith in him and him alone can have eternal life and so whether you're an unbeliever or a believer it it really answers uh, a great need obviously the greatest need is man's spiritual condition yeah. but even believers need to have some framework To make sense of this rapidly changing as i call it the great satanic reset
0: you know i want to lay a foundation for for those listening in the sense that uh, there's a new book coming out uh, by pete garcia and terry james called The new world order and they had asked me to do the forward on that and so in talking with pete and terry we're like okay well what what are you doing and of course the new world order i thought well let's let's they were getting into some of the details of, of of kind of what you've described here as well but I said, you know, I want to start at the foundation, and the the, the first phrase that I put on the end of the forward was, "quote You are a conspiracy theorist," and so I just kind of gave a, a biblical theological framework, more of a systematic theological framework for the idea of conspiracy, and uh, you know, you can start as as we've discussed, you start with Satan's rebellion prior, but Genesis three you cannot, <laughs> he you cannot not believe. In a conspiracy that there is this master, very wise, right? He's perfect in wisdom. Crafty is what Genesis three one says. Uh, from the beginning, trying to corrupt God's plan. Here, of course, he doesn't have all knowledge. He has the scripture like we do. But First John five nineteen, the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. So for us, as we come and we talk about the Luciferian timetable, that that sounds so crazy. And so, what do you mean? You know, what are you guys doing? But hey, what I just say, if you're a believer in scripture, there is one that is under he's the god of this age Uh, you know three times in john 12 14 16 jesus says the ruler of this world the ruler of this world now we know that god is sovereign but let's let's kind of jump in a little bit to say is it is it okay for a christian who believes the bible and wants to believe the bible and obey the bible to reject a master conspiracy a conspiracy no it's not
1: okay i mean conspiracy is a very technical term. It's used, I think, something like 80 to 90% of all federal criminal cases in the federal courts have the term conspiracy in the title, because a conspiracy just means two or more people working together to commit a crime or to do something evil or nefarious. And so uh, it it was a conspiracy from the beginning. Satan and one-third of the angels fell. So he had these other angels that he conspired with to try to orchestrate a coup in heaven, Uh, and that didn't go too well. And so he's continuing, he being Lucifer, Satan, with his conspiracy, only now he has enlisted the help of some of God's highest pinnacle of creation, mankind, made in his image. And so you've got the human component— to his conspiracy. You've got the spiritual component, these fallen angels and other evil spirits, and you got Satan, the leader of it, and they're all conspiring together, as David tells us in Psalm 2, to, to throw off the shackles, the, the, the bindings of control that God has. Satan has control issues, right? He wants control. And so, uh, yeah, it's absolutely biblical. And the other thing that I know you know this, but some of our listeners may not, the term conspiracy theory is a Intentionally created, weaponized term created by the CIA in 1967. We've got the, the declassified documents to prove it. Uh, they were looking for a way to discredit all of those uh, truth seekers that rejected the Warren Commission's report about the JFK assassination, which is just completely impossible i mean it's just nobody you'd have to i'd sooner believe in santa claus than believe in the ward commission report (laughs) and uh so and people were hip to it they were they were seeing right through it and so the cia came along and said how can we discredit them well well, let's use a a concept that they later came to be called in the academic journals memetic hegemony this way to further their hegemonic control by using memes you know, and so they created conspiracy theory, which you, you ask the average person, what's a conspiracy theory? Or you even mention the term and they visions of, you know, tinfoil hats and weirdos, you know, the movie, come to right? mind. Yeah, the or, movie the, movie. the yeah. movie with
0: Mel Gibson. Yeah, <laughs> uh, all part of it. Hollywood
1: was advancing <laughs> yep. that narrative. So, uh, I, you know, I I, I believe in conspiracy theories. Okay. Uh, I believe in checking them out. And some of them are true. Some of them aren't. See, aren't that, you know,
0: that's. To say, let's, let's make that clarification, because I did that in the forward, was we're not saying that every last alleged conspiracy theory is true, so you don't have to embrace all of them. It's not a wholesale embracing of everything that's ever been uh, theorized, right? Absolutely, yeah. And there are a lot of misinformation <laughs> conspiracy theories
1: out mm-hmm. there to, to get people that are truth seekers uh, off base and to discredit them. So a theory just means a, a speculation as to the truth. And so, you know, there are a lot of different conspiracy theories out there. It uh, doesn't mean they're
0: true, but nothing wrong with investigating them. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because when uh, thinking about the, the what the CIA did, it's it's straight out of the screw tape letters. I mean, I, I spent a long time, of course, written a book on it, but uh, he, he talks and he advises uh, Wormwood— to throw labels around, you know, like oh, throw a label, oh, that's puritanical, or that's that's juvenile, or that's that's uh, goody two shoes. Well, nobody wants to be a goody two shoes. Nobody, a puritanical is a little bit older in the 1940s. We don't use that word now, but nobody wants to have these pejorative labels put on them. And simply by doing that, it's amazing the power of people's perception by not wanting to be considered. Oh, I don't want to be a born again. I don't want to be a conservative or a Republican, whatever the word is. It's amazing the power of, of words. Oh, yeah. It's it, it's all
1: part of the broader topic of deconstruction of language. You know, Satan has really targeted from, you know, Genesis on in, in his, his confrontation with Adam and even the garden the key foundational elements of God's creation, language, life, gender, marriage, and and language, you know, they, they're making words out to mean something that they aren't, and, you know, I, I love studying history, especially since I, I first woke up and kind of went down the rabbit hole about 16 years ago. I've rethought everything. I, I love to look at the historical narratives, and it's, a, it's stunning how many times, you know, you find that the historical narrative is not accurate. And so uh, one of the ones I've been studying recently, and it started with an interview I heard a few years ago, and uh, but uh, the whole uh, fascinating high, skyjacking with D.B. Cooper in Seattle. And I was watching a documentary about that the other day, and it was presented presenting three different theories on how this might have happened and who he he might have gotten uh, help from and nobody in the documentary said here we're going to present to you a bunch of conspiracy theories but that's exactly what they were doing they were theories about how he pulled this off uh successfully that's a conspiracy theory but of course the term you know doesn't mean that you know
0: these days so. so so let's let's jump into one of these uh these conspiracy theories <laughs> uh but yet as we see is coming to fruition and that is the agenda 21 or the agenda 2030 uh, you you discuss those in here talking about again the time the timetable uh we know that satan uh Even 1 John 2, we see the word Antichrist appears there. So he says the Antichrist is already working. The the spirit of the Antichrist, the mystery of lawlessness is already working in 2 Thessalonians 2. So we have that already working, certainly from Genesis 3, but in the time of Jesus, in the time of Paul. So he's been working at this for a long time, waiting for his opportunity. So let's talk about... uh, those two phrases, Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, where do they come from?
1: Yeah. So Agenda 21 came about as a result of a conference in Rio de Janeiro. Uh, to It was a climate summit in 1992 uh, during the Clinton era. And uh, they set forth Agenda 21, which was a set of standards and goals that that they wanted to institute globally by the 21st century. Uh, that's uh, where the, the 21 comes from. A lot of people who don't really look into it think 21 means the year 2021, but it's, it's really a reference to the 21st century. Uh, and then in 2015, well into the 21st century now, uh, they had another a meeting in which they set forth Agenda 2030, where in the next 15 years, from that point on, they wanted to roll out these sustainable development goals. But all of them are kind of coalescing under the concept of a one world system that everyone has to give up national sovereignty, every country, make themselves accountable to a a global governance of some kind uh, and come under their authority. And we see a number of things that have happened since 2015 to move that agenda forward the the world health organization has has put out new um international health regulations they've put out uh you know most recently a new d- document that they're wanting everyone to come on board that would allow and america's go- going to come on board that would allow nato troops to come into countries uh, uh unhindered and take control if there's a pandemic and you know put troops on the ground um We see the World Economic Forum, uh, you know, that was started by, uh, you know, the Club of Rome. Ultimately, if you look at the backstory there, Uh, you see a lot of these world, you know, bank world organizations that are all coming together to pave the way for a one-world system. Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030 are kind of at the tip of the spear, and the real driving factor behind those, at least according to the official narrative. Is climate change and the this ex, alleged existential threat that you know because you know you drive a car or your cows don't wear masks or something like that <laughs> we're, we we need to you know change the world and uh create these 15-minute cities to to save the planet and uh, and and unfortunately a lot of scientists have bought into the lie and and it's working and a lot
0: of countries have signed on to agenda
1: 2030
0: yeah you know the uh i always like to to preface that uh, we get accused okay, we just whatever christians um do i do i believe that uh no i always tell people, hear me carefully do i believe that the in that the climate has changed yes i do absolutely if you look i have no problem looking at the pictures of uh, glaciers not being there anymore okay but i also look at history scientific history geological history where uh if you ask anybody do you believe that there was an ice age? Well, obviously there's evidence of an ice age. So that right there, the climate has changed. The, the real issue is who's responsible. See, that's the key is in the current uh, environment, what they're after is humans are responsible, carbon footprints, etc. cetera, industrious, you know, and in the industrial revolution, you're like, okay, I don't, I don't believe in that. Not at all. I think that when you, there's been evidence coming out of Israel very well-known physicist came out and said, "Climate change. Yeah, of course, the climate change, but it's not human cause. Look at the sun and he's he was he was saying, "Look at all the evidence of how the sun. and if you if you look at the if you do the calculations of uh, per cubic meter of the sun's wattage and the and the heat, one little bit of change. I mean, there's no greater inf, uh, influence on climate of the earth and the sun who would disagree with that yeah and so here we are he said it's not found in human cause but that what they want to do is they use it now to become this religion and then to force people to to be taxed or to be punished and i think okay you want to give me a carbon tax where's that money going Mm -hmm. and 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 let's say i'm giving it straight to some global government uh how, how what are they doing why would my money go to them and how are they reducing to except punishing people? So yeah. what do they do with all this cash? Yeah. There've been lots of studies that have
1: shown that it's, it's really a big uh, Ponzi scheme really to, for the globalists to get richer. But that's one of the things I love about the way your mind works, Bondo is you, you have a real analytical mind and you're, you're 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 saying let's just not use phrases and catchphrases and hastily dismiss things and and use loaded terms. Let's just drill down to the facts. So the issue with climate change is is it anthropogenic? Yep. And by the way, I think not in the way most people use that term, I think some of it is anthropogenic in the sense of what the Luciferian elite are doing in, in the geoengineering realm. But that's another subject for another day. But, you know, a- absolutely, they, it's all about control. Like you mentioned carbon credits. It's never about what it's about with the, with the Luciferians. They, they have an agenda. Uh, And that agenda we are learning more and more is about full spectrum planetary control. And it's not just transactional in terms of the monetary system like carbon credits and, and you might not be able to buy or sell. It's about tracking where you travel, what you eat, who you can spend time with, where you can live. It's full spectrum planetary control and carbon credits are just part of it social credits are yep. part of it uh, i mean y- you name it so uh it's that's why i've been really sounding the alarm on the digital currency for quite a while now i've had the privilege to speak at a couple of conferences on it some turning point usa a turning point usa regional conference and things like that where i'm i'm it's happening fast i mean fed now is being rolled out in july that's the backbone let's talk about that yeah.
0: explain for those that don't know i mean it's coming up this summer they're saying it's so let's talk about Fed now. What is it, and what? Let's talk about some of the ramifications. Yeah. So Fed now
1: is uh, what the Federal Reserve, which is the privately owned central bank that America is beholden to, uh, is going to roll out. That will be the backbone, uh, you know, technological architecture to allow central bank digital currency infrastructure. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. infrastructure. Exactly. So what does that look like? Well, right now, when you have a transaction whether it's a eft transfer or even a wire transfer or of course a a check or something it it's not instant it takes you know, even a wire transfer can take a couple days. You yeah, know. sometimes yeah. or mm-hmm. hours. You know, we've bought and sold twelve houses in our married life, and uh, you know, when you're sitting there at the closing table, sometimes you have to wait for the funds to clear. <laughs> right. So before they'll give you the keys to the house, or before you'll get your check if you're selling your house, and so you sometimes have to wait two or three hours, even though it's a wire transfer. Well, with the Fed Now system, now everything will be instant. And so literally in, in the split second that you make a transaction, the funds are available. And that's necessary for the full spectrum tracking that they're going to need with the digital currency. Because if they're going to use your digital ID, which is tied to the digital currency to stop you at a At a border crossing, or to stop you at a cash register if you're making a purchase, and they want to control that, you know, hey, you've already had your meat allotment for this week; you can't buy that. They don't have time to wait hours or whatever for everything to. It's all got to be instantaneous. And so, really, think of the Fed now as the, you know, the 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 tool that Satan and the Antichrist are going to use someday to implement the romans 13 mark of the beast he can't see everything at once so he doesn't have time to always run algorithms and like they do now where they can kind of check up on you and come back on you it all needs to be instant and so that's that's really what the fed now
0: is going to do so it's it's definitely happening fast yeah we see uh we certainly see some of that already as it relates to credit cards because you know i watch you know capital one is Hey, by the way, you're there at the at the store. You buy something, and then it dink, and and it says, "Did you make this purchase?" You hit yes, and then it clears it. So you have that's relatively instantaneous in the credit card, as well as uh, maybe denying, you know, hey, you went over your limit; it rejected, you know, declined. But now getting into some of the more um, non-credit, the instantaneous debit cards or whatever, we see this too. I mean, I I think people need to understand, and they, they many who are on uh maybe food stamps you know that there's limits it's it's programmed you're, you're programmed in there that you can't buy alcohol cigarettes you know some of the contraband so to speak that you're only allowed certain purchases so there the systems are already there uh to, to come and so with the fed now coming in the federal reserve here we are and i think uh, let's talk about that for a minute is my impression Is that it's going to be implemented first with those that are already dependent on the government, Social Security. Can you imagine somebody uh, who is held hostage uh, by maybe a direct deposit or maybe they get a check in the mail from Social Security? Like, this is the only way, take it or leave it. Well, you get a whole host of people now are going to be automatically uh, enrolled in this sort of system and they can't say no.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's going to be coercion. So, uh, you know, people tend to always think in terms of extremes and they go, oh, they're going to put a gun on my head and make me sign up for the digital currency. No, they won't necessarily have to do that. It's certainly not initially. They'll just tie your EBT or your, you know, uh, your tax refund or your Social Security checks, all of these entitlements—they'll tie those to it, and they'll say, "If you want to continue getting those, you—this is the only way we're doing it. Yep. Uh, this is the only way you can pay your taxes. This is the only way you can pay your mortgage. You know, this is yeah. so they're gonna—they're gonna coerce people to do it. And we saw this plan. This is like same song, second verse. We saw this rolled out with the uh, gene altering bio injections. and I know we're trying not to get you know, censored here, but let's face it. Think back to when they rolled out the, the, we'll just call it the vaccine, like like they called it. Uh, They used the carrot first, you know, hey, get a free lottery ticket if yeah. you get this, or <laughs> get some free marijuana, or, you know, we'll give you a $50 check, you know. And then, you know, as we have, I quote, have quotes of these uh, in some of my materials, uh, politicians were out there saying, and newscasters are out there saying, well, you know, the carrot hasn't really worked, yep. and we've got to move to the stick now.
0: Yep. So Our now the patience they, is running thin, or Yeah, or it's worn out, or whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: totally. And so uh-huh. now it's like, well, you got to do it, or you get fired. You got to do it or you can't go to the hospital. You got to do it you can't serve in the military. So it's this carrot stick and they're going to do the same thing uh cuz Satan's not creative. You know, he uses the same tired old MO. They're going to do the same thing I think with a digital ID.
0: So let's 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 talk some practical things that uh a digital uh the fed now uh, is not the mark of the beast. Uh, now we're very clear that these are laying the foundations for the mark of the beast and, and the infrastructure for what will come subsequently. We don't know how long. So let's say that, uh, you know, Aunt Mary you know, loves the Lord, loves Jesus, lives on social security. She's in the church. She's like, hey, pastor, um, they said I have to sign up for this digital system in order to get my money. Is she sinning by by, by doing yeah, that? Yeah, I don't think
1: it's a moral issue, personally. Uh, I would strongly advise against it. I would say under no circumstances should any Christian do it. And I said the same thing about the vaccine. But I know people who did, and each person has to make their own decision. And it's a tough decision. I get it. I'm not saying it's a flippant and easy decision. Uh, You know, moral decisions are easy. um, But, you know, this is more of a wisdom. It's more of a what's the impact of it. I don't think that I would say it's a sin in and of itself to do it. But I think people need to really think seriously about it because once you sign up for the digital ID, and and that's really what we're talking about, not the digital currency. The digital currency is a subset of the digital ID uh, in the same way that the vaccine passports were a subset of a digital ID. They've been toying with this global digital ID forever. You know, you see it with things like the clear technology with, with, you know, with uh, the TSA pre-check and clear and stuff, you see it all over the place with international global ID cards, if you travel internationally. So all of these things are, sort of wheels spinning off their axis that are going to kind of come together and align under one central digital ID. So uh, you know I would say people need to think very seriously about it because it's one thing for them to track your smartphone or track your through your smart meters or track you know through your you know, your travel through Google Maps and things like that. Uh, that's bad enough. But when you make it easy for them by signing up to this digital ID, it's it's game over i mean they've got you now it doesn't mean you can't still jump off the grid at some
0: point see that's a lot harder that see that's the challenges i think about because i mean again as a pastor you know this where um the church doesn't if she if if i was to tell her nope you know like you said it's a moral issue You're, you're sinning well then what does she do well the church doesn't have enough money to start giving uh guaranteed income and so the cha- that's the challenge is, is, what do we tell Aunt Mary? We say, well, th- pray about it. But in reality, she has no choice. I mean, in one sense, she would have no choice from a practical perspective to partake in order just to live. Well, I mean, what other options? Yeah, Let's be so, real. What, what, are, what other options does she have? I mean, I, I think it, it's, it's really a,
1: an interesting discussion because I think the choices are there but they're not enviable at all yeah, and they're yeah. very, very tough. Same thing with the vaccine. I mean, I, I did a, a podcast back during the throes of the pandemic, you know, should Christians take the vaccine? And uh, again, not a moral issue per se, but- uh, Per se. Yeah, right. I mean, there's <laughs> yeah. we, we'll we can save have, that discussion. Exactly. I have yeah. strong opinions on like that per yeah. se. but, but uh, <laughs> I mean, but, you know, people would call in and, and say, uh, you know, well, my mother or my grandmother is dying and they won't let me in to say my goodbye. Yeah. Or I'm a missionary and I've been going to Peru for 20 years, but now I can't go share the share Christ with people over there. Uh, or, you know, the, all these scenarios. And each one of them, I said, doesn't matter. I mean, to me, there's a lot of sin. God is bigger than that. He can find a way for the gospel to get to those people. So you may have to suffer. So same thing with the digital ID. We're not promised that it'll be easy to do the right thing. And by right, I mean the wise thing, not necessarily yeah. the, the moral issue. But uh, I think, you know, there, there are fates worse than that. And if you take the easy road out, and a lot of people did, you know, but I know a lot of people who— great personal cost lost their jobs took early retirement i know a guy that was one year away from his 20-year mark in the military in the navy took he retired because back then they were requiring it yeah exactly yeah and they changed oh it's not required anymore yeah and then they don't grandfather it in that's exactly yeah but yeah i mean it's these are tough issues but i think if you really study don't wait till you're forced to make the decision study it now look at the implications of this global digital tracking system. It's never about what it's about. It's not just about paying your taxes or getting your paycheck
0: or getting your social security. It's a way more yeah. than that. It's a, yeah, when we look long-term, again, these systems, what people need to know is these systems, um, they, they are being put in place now so that when the finality of the b system comes into play all the technology all the infrastructure all the the conditioning has already been done for many years and so he comes in on a system that's that's already advanced he just takes advantage of it yeah and and we see you're right the stage is
1: being set we see that already with uh with Venmo and Cash App and the instantaneous things like that. We were stopped at a garage sale, uh, kind of ad hoc the other day, Wendy and I, and uh, I, you know, used up all my cash and then we wanted to stop at one more and uh, saw, saw something for 5 or $10, you know, that we wanted. And I, I didn't have uh, any more cash on me. And so I said, hey, do you do Venmo? The guy goes, sure, yeah, boom. We just I scanned something on his phone yep. and he took it all. Just like that, the $15 was gone from my account into his. And so that's uh, convenient. It is convenient. But yeah. uh, it it's th- that's this precursor to what we're looking at. And one thing I wanted to add real quick on this, because sometimes you'll get people who really aren't studying this and that, that – aren't that big into Bible prophecy to begin with, they, they, the objection always comes up, well, people have been saying this is this precursor to the mark of the beast for, you know, a century. or so. Something's different today, Mondo, and I know you know this, but for our listeners, in the past, the technology that, that people were pointing out could be setting the stage for some type of beast system was ostensibly being used for other things, like QPC codes for tracking inventory and making it easier to check out RFID, or those RFID too, yeah. chips. They were for other issues. Now they're actually coming out and saying unapologetically that the, the CBDCs are intended to control your behavior and control whether you buy or sell. That's precisely what the mark of the
0: beast is described as in revelation thirteen. i think too that uh the one of the things that you talk about in here was just the nature of the agenda and how america and its constitution including all the bill of rights stands in the way because uh, I, I encourage people again to read because there was a book i read um just recently two couple books one was called the ai superpowers uh and it was about artificial intelligence and it wasn't even it was about artificial intelligence but it also brought up that the guy was um he lived in taiwan and but he was born in china and he was he got his phd in artificial intelligence i mean it, it was it was amazing he wasn't a believer but he was talking about how he visited china in certain areas and they're already 100 percent cashless i mean 100 percent. they have the, the alibaba app or the alipay app whatever and he said that he went there and he was very surprised because he went there he was ready to go and they go oh we don't take cash here and he goes what and so he had to download and connect it to his bank. So these things, and it was also the control. He, he was already he, he was already uh, impressed by the advancement of China. Now, China could do this because they could go into a community and said, you, with, within six months, you're going to be 100% cautious. Well, we don't want to. We don't care. We're, we're dictators <laughs> here. We're communists. You're going to do what we're going to say, or we'll do it for you, and, and then you're blacklisted. So they were able to perfect some of these things. And so here he was going, it's amazing how far... China is in advance of certain areas of technology. Oh yeah, it's there.
1: Yeah, I mean in China, if you uh, are you know are caught on cameras, they have cameras everywhere. They're tracking everything, and if you're caught jaywalking, uh, literally before you get to the other side of the street, they've already debited your account because for a of fine. facial
0: res- res- recognition. Yeah, yeah here Absolutely. we are.
1: Yep. So yeah, I mean it's uh, it's you know the the means of control might be different, as you say. There, it's just a, it's you have to do this because we're in charge. America, I think it's going to be a little different. And again, we saw this in their dry run with the pandemic. Uh, It's what I called, and I picked this up from somebody else. I can't remember who, but uh, early on somebody used this phrase, and I thought that's the perfect description. But they used what's called franchised tyranny. Mm -hmm. So they subcontracted out the tyrannical control to pastors who turned people away from church and said, No, 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 the government says we can only have 10% occupancy. Yep, Romans 13, we yeah. gotta obey. We gotta obey. We gotta do exactly what the government tells us. They used store managers. You know, you must, you can't shop here if you don't do this. We're, it's franchise tyranny. We're gonna control you through others. You know, it's the same thing happened, by the way, after 9 11. Uh, You know, the Patriot Act, the see something, say something, spy on your neighbor. And that's right out of the pages of Nazi Germany, you know, spy on your neighbor, tell on your neighbor. Yeah, In
0: the the middle of COVID,
1: the neighbor's having a party, a barbecue, call the health department. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Or a guy's out in his, you know, garage lawfully cleaning his shotgun because he just got back from, you know, duck hunting. And the SWAT team shows up, you know, because they say, oh, there's a guy with a gun in my garage, you know, so or in his garage. So, yeah, I mean, they, they, they will find other ways, peer pressure, like you talked about earlier with language. They'll find, uh, you know, through the carrot, through the stick, through coercion. Uh, it won't necessarily be this totalitarian, you know, regime
0: at least at first and they'll get a lot of low-hanging fruit that way you know they really will what i saw too was recently in the midst of the last couple of years uh, lawsuits galore right because all the the liberties were being uh, violated and so in our country at least presently uh, lawsuits were filed against uh, overreach, over medical reach, by whether health departments like Los Angeles, uh, Calvary Chapel out there, even John MacArthur's church, uh, or, or different states. Uh, we were living in Nevada at the time, and uh, Nevada was trying to be like uh, Newsom in California, and so you had this, 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 this control. But you had the lawsuits that put things on hold. Well, one one woman, uh, Congresswoman, she said the problem here is the Constitution. The Constitution is outdated, and it's getting in the way of progress. Um, you mentioned earlier that there was a shredding; people were trying to shred. So the problem that we have right now is the the liberties that we have, the freedoms that are enshrined in the Bill of Rights. But but think about this way: um, we, supposedly, allegedly, we have a conservative uh, Supreme Court, six to three. But in reality, all it takes is five. We think about that: all it takes is five people to change or legislate from the bench and it becomes the supreme law of the land. So we, we saw that, uh, really, I would say from the sixties on in the sense of more of the liberal Supreme Court that was there legislating and again, creating, uh, all of a sudden Roe v Wade, a right to life, which by the constitution doesn't say anything, but they were able to say, no, this is what it says. And therefore it became law somehow. So it takes five people and, and whether right or wrong, they could say, Nope, The the government has the right to force you to do this, 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 regardless. And they just turn it upside down in a moment.
1: Yeah, the the whole legal system changed about 100 years ago when it went to a precedent-based system instead of a constitutional-based system. In other words, the Constitution should be sacrosanct. It settles the issue. But instead, as soon as you have one court changing something – then now that becomes the law. Well, then if someone tweaks it a little bit more, now that's the law. And first thing you know, you got to dig pretty deep. And somewhere in there, there's, oh, yeah, there's a constitution somewhere. I mean, I I heard a a lawyer friend of mine said that these days, most law schools don't even require a course in the constitution. (laughs) You know, I'm not sure if that's true. I can't imagine it, it would be true. But I guess in some ways it wouldn't surprise me. But the parallels there between what's happening in the legal system and what's happening in the church with the Bible are, are very strikingly similar. So in the legal system, really all that should matter is what does the Constitution say? In the church, what should matter is what does the Bible say? But you've got liberal theologians coming along. The technical term for this in academia is the redemptive movement hermeneutic, this idea that, you know, later... You know, the more wise and hip we get to the culture, it's and a society. living, breathing document. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's an Al Gore quote. Back in the yep. in the, the debates between Bush, uh, W. Bush and uh, Gore, uh, if you remember that famous election in two thousand, uh, they were asked at a debate. Uh, Are
0: you originalist versus, you know? Yeah,
1: uh, you know, and, and Al Gore famously said, I believe the Constitution is a living, breathing text that's, you know, and I've seen some some uh, Supreme Court uh, rulings. You know, you can always go to the Supreme Court website and download any of their official rulings. It's got the uh, majority of, uh, opinion and the dissenting opinion, and they're actually blatantly saying that, well, most civilized countries do it this way now, so yeah. we need to come up to speed and do it that way. They're quoting it, like
0: know. laws of Europe. Yeah, it's exactly. Like what would we call laws of yeah. Europe? The, the other thing that we need to recognize is that, uh, again, we, we we have this alleged uh, conservative group. It's kind of irrelevant because with the level of intimidation that we're seeing, I mean, I was just saw a picture yesterday, two two marshals outside of Brett Kavanaugh's house because there's a protest going down and they're going to the other one. And so the, the concern I have is these are good people you know, for the most part. I don't know them, but I imagine I'm given the benefit of the doubt. But they come and, and they say, you know what, um, if you don't rule in a certain way, it's not you that we're going to kill. We're going to take your niece. We're going to take your nephew. We'll kill your child. We know where they live. And so there's this temptation or others can be bribed or maybe, uh, you know, you go back to the firm, uh, that, that movie where they, they put a situation with Tom Cruise and he gets, he, he, he compromises, but they did it intentionally. And then now they have something on them. So do they have something on the, the, the judges? Are they going to intimidate him? Are they going to buy them off? or physically, it's, Five people. That's yeah. all it takes. Yeah. So
1: I mean, you know, speaking of conspiracy theories, my my view on the Supreme Court's probably a little more nuanced than that. I think they are all controlled, and people that have followed our ministry, you know, know that I've spoken about that pretty openly. Uh, and by the way, I would encourage folks, and I know you weren't supporting one or the other, you're no. making an example yep. here, but an illustration. But you know, I would encourage people in the case of Kavanaugh, do some research. Yeah. Look at what that guy's background is and kind of some of the things he stood for before. But either way you're exactly right. It doesn't take much to control people. And the Luciferians are 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 really very good at that. And they can do it through blackmail. They can do it through threats. They can do it through compromise. You know, they know what your weakness is. They get you to pander to your weakness. They get it on camera. Yep. And and, and frankly, Mondo nowadays with AI, they,
0: it doesn't even have to be real. No deep fakes, you know, man. It, yeah. the videos, audios. Uh, it's amazing now that they're there they'll take uh i just i don't know the names of the these hip hop uh, guys but they took one rapper and they put another rapper's music with his voice <laughs> and it, it was flawless yeah. with the new ai technology so it's it's amazing one of the things that you have here which i want to discuss is what's coming next as it relates to we have the agenda 2030 they, they've talked recently I saw Klaus Schwab himself saying, hey, things are going well. Let's up our agenda uh, from 23rd early. But what do we expect next? Uh, Censorship, uh, even new uh, bio injections, shaming, calling Christians or others that just defy the narrative as being terrorists, uh, crackdowns, uh, division, I think false flags, food shortages. The false flag, I see that as well, because one of the things that I saw, like in Australia, You'd see these people getting beat up, getting abused, and they weren't able to defend themselves against law down there to have weapons. And you think now how hard these latest shootings, um, creating these false flags and then blaming it on certain things in order to confiscate guns the, the the second amendment here we yeah go.
1: I, i'm quite sure that most of the you know the prophecy watchers audience knows what a false flag is but just in case because you're always picking up a bigger audience but a false flag you know goes back centuries to a term to refer to when ships naval ships would actually goes back to pirates mm-hmm. pirates would actually raise on their ship a fake flag to make other ships that they were approaching think they were friendly but then they'd come upon them, and all of a sudden, turns out they would be an enemy. And, well, that became a technique that, by the way, is still taught to this day at the American War College. As it should. Uh, as it yeah, should. It's a yeah, great – I mean, yeah, it is a yeah, great it's, deceptive it's, way of war. So, so what you do is if you need – you know, people to get involved, and uh, so so later on, after the you know the pirates uh, t- made use that it, it, became just a very common technique in war. It's still caught in the Amer- taught in the American War College, uh, stand down orders and false flag orders. But essentially, we have some pretty famous ones in American history that came out 50 years later, like the Gulf of Tonkin, which got America into the Vietnam War. Fifty-eight thousand soldiers gave their lives. And, and we know that that incident never happened. It was a complete false flag. And so it's, it's well documented. So the Gulf War, really. Yeah. 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 And the Gulf War, you know, <laughs> the, the, web, the, the
0: WMD, the, where are those yeah, at? Oops. And the first Gulf War, the
1: incubator babies. Yep. And, and that one is so blatant. They literally hired an actress to appear and testify before Congress who uh, claimed to be Iraqi and claimed she saw the soldiers pulling babies out of incubators and it later came out she was a complete hollywood actress so i mean they will do anything they need to the weapon the the, the weapons of mass destruction colin powell eventually admitted yep yep, he was lied to that was never happened so they they will do what they need to do to get america behind it and it's 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 false flags and I, i that's what i think is probably coming
0: next and and they're doing this to your point with the uh the gun uh lobby you know that's a good segue because as we one of the other things that you talk about in the dvd series which um is the question can we trust the government and you did a great job of just showing examples from our own government all the way back and how they flip-flopped and we saw it in the last three years you did a good montage of this 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 and 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 the, the challenge i have is uh they the, they, the government agencies, the, the people that are the supposedly the experts, they always come out uh, front page, uh, extremely confident, uh, making declarations. And then when they're wrong, it's like the back page or never even make it and just go, hey, but what's great now with the video is that you can see them flip-flopping all the way through. Uh, And what they said and like, oh, that's not what we meant. Or, you know, it does transmit. It doesn't. uh, And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So at the end of the day, or or maybe at the beginning of the day here at this conversation, but at the end of the day, um, can we trust the government?
1: Yeah, I think uh, that's a loaded question, but I would say most of the time, no. Uh, and I mean, I know that sounds very cynical, and it's but and
0: it doesn't mean, yeah. and you said this, it does let me just it doesn't mean every last person in the government is is a heretic or is evil and wicked. That's not what you're saying. But in general, what we've seen over the past, with with again, the people pulling the strings, uh, the government, there is this deep state government. there are those that have been in in power for a long time. it's We're not even necessarily talking about the elected. We're talking about those behind them, right? Yeah, no, and we've documented
1: that very uh, extensively in, in our research, and one of the things that I've, uh, you know, discovered since, you know, studying this starting 16 years ago, and we've done some pretty boots-on-the-ground research with, you know, politicians and people, is that when, when it comes to the Congress, which every two years, well, there's a new election, right? Every two years, there's turnover in Congress. Uh, it's very difficult to control all 435 congressmen and women uh, because you can't really control some of the local elections. Mm-hmm. It's just difficult. And so you do have every two years these patriotic and in some cases Bible-believing godly Christians that that really love our country. They want to do something positive. They want to go to D.C. And so I, I, you know, remember one particular congressman, one-termer, he was elected during the Tea Party Revolution, good man, Christian, and uh, I won't tell you where he's from because I don't want people to, I don't want to out him, but he he showed up in uh, Congress and he told the story. He had a, a condo that he would stay in when he was in D.C., uh, and he told the, that within the first couple of weeks, uh, uh, he shared this uh, privately, that uh, he had a knock at the door, and uh, when they went to answer the door, on the, on the platform of the door was just a manila envelope, and they his wife bent down, picked it up. Nobody was there, opened it, and inside it were pictures of his children from that afternoon playing on the playground, and that's all it was. Well, this started happening pretty regularly and it was the implication was we're watching you we know where your children live and then it started basically making threats and so that's one way that they get you to do hey you we we can hurt you 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 do what i say the other is they use back in the day especially they would get you in a compromising position and you know they know they do their homework. They know what people's weaknesses are. It yep. could be money, could be sex, could be power, could be gambling, could be drugs, um, and they get you compromised, and then all they got to do is show you pictures or video, and now you're, you know, you're sunk. You got to do what they say. Uh, they also use just money. They start giving you money, and all of a sudden, it's $10,000, and the next thing, it's $50,000. First thing you know, you're living a lifestyle that you can't get out of, and to come clean, would mean to give up this extravagant lifestyle. So much easier to control people, I guess, than people might think. But absolutely, the government has a long history in our country of uh, bad people doing bad things. As you rightly said, doesn't mean everybody there is, is in that camp. But we do need to break free from this mistaken notion that somehow, you know, oh, yeah, I can see Hitler or Stalin or Lenin or Pol Pot or Mao being evil but I just can't let my mind go there when I think about American leaders. Well, do some digging; you'll find out that not everything that glitters is gold.
0: Yeah, I, the uh, I just want to bring up some of the topics that you bring up in 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 the in the video for sure. Is who's pulling the strings? Well, certainly we know that uh, Satan, the world. You know, again, we've said that before. First John 19, the world lies under the sway of the wicked one. Um, but we have media. Uh, we have uh you you give examples of the government-sponsored experiments and or projects against its own citizens uh you talk about has the government ever lied uh (laughs) can we trust the government how can we tell the government um how can we tell the government is lying? And you have, you, you look for verifiable lies, look for waffling. You gave examples of all these logical fallacies, you know, equivocation, uh, watching for hidden agendas, uh, expecting conformity. If you don't conform, now you're, you're threatened and intimidated, a history of deception and watching for censorship. I mean, all these things that you just, I mean, listed here, I listed, you listed, whatever. We've seen those exact things not only 50 years ago or 80 years ago but now it's like all of them are being used in the past few years. Yeah,
1: and so one classic example that we give in the videos and you're right we have several examples but one that just really jumps off the screen at you is back during the early days of the pandemic when you've got you know the CDC director, the surgeon general, even Fauci on camera on record saying whatever you do don't wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Don't wear a mask. In fact, the the Surgeon General said it can be dangerous to wear a mask. I mean, the CDC, the original CDC director. And so and then what happens all of a sudden, just in a matter of weeks, it's like everybody must wear a mask. I've got the CD, a clip of the CDC director uh, appearing before Congressional Committee hearing. And he's saying, in fact, this mask is more valuable than the vaccine. This will save wow, more, yeah. and so they just completely waffled. And you know, I did the the, the legwork there and looked at several uh, medical journals: American Medical Association, JAMA, The Lancet, which is the British one. And there's literally over a hundred peer-reviewed studies from the last 100 years uh, showing that masks do not protect against a SARS you know severe acute respiratory virus they're just it's not doesn't work and yet all of a sudden oh the science changed we we finally got smart enough after studying viruses for 100 years we now figured out oh what do you know they do work and so i mean that's just one small example but yeah you you need to look for the signs of government lying so so um you were pastoring, right? Yes. You've been pastoring for how long? Yep, Plum Creek Chapel. I've been pastoring on and off for my whole ministry career, 30 almost 35 years. Spent some time in academics, and then we started Not By Works Ministries, but uh, we're currently uh, uh, the lead teaching pastor at Plum Creek
0: Chapel in uh, Sedalia, Colorado. And so you've been there how long? Three years. Three years. Okay, so certainly during— Oh, yeah. Okay, so uh, me, uh, my, myself as well, as was pastoring uh, a church in Tahoe, and um, the I would say that— uh, the majority of people, it was wonderful. I mean, they, they, they were, they loved the Lord and all that. There were a few outliers. (laughs) And as always, uh, the challenge comes where these are people that you love, you're pastoring, you're shepherding, you've been working with them in ministry for a long time. And and occasionally though, you're like, uh, when the government came out and, and made their, uh, prognostications. And, and so what we did is I was like, oh, wow, two millions dead, millions dead. Now our car is a little bit older. So we said, okay, well, we'll, we'll, two weeks to to flatten the curve. Oh, right? Yeah. So right. We're like, okay, days you know, easy. We, we'll do that. We'll, we'll, um, we'll do, we'll go online. And, and, and then it didn't take long. It was just several weeks, few weeks where we decided, you know, it's not quite, quite what they're saying and it's doing research. And so we came back. Uh, relatively quickly, especially compared to others, we were on the Nevada side, so we had uh, a very conservative county, and the, the the sheriff said we're not enforcing any of that garbage of of the government. And one time uh, our the the police, the sheriff's station was just right not too far from us. Well, they would always park right across the street. And so at the donut shop, the coffee shop, which was was we had one right across. But I remember. Pulling in and going, well, today's the day, because he's watching all these all these cars coming in. We're parking right there in the parking lot, which he could see us, and uh, they didn't do anything, and didn't enforce it. And but yet, what I found was uh, explaining some of the evidence. I was shocked that why is it sometimes the average person, let's say um, I'm American, average American, but even some Christians, not all. It's like they don't want to know. They don't want to believe that the government would be that bad. Uh, They don't want to know the facts about masks or the uh, inefficacy of uh, the the, the injections and other things. Uh, Why do you think that is? Yeah, I think there are several things that play into that mass
1: deception. Media is a big part of it. Yep. You know, fear the, for the, sure. The fear playing on our fears. The psychosis of just watching all day because you were kind of locked down. So what do you do? You watch all you these Watch news all channels. that
0: propaganda. Yeah, and, and the the tickers. I told people, Turn it off, yeah, man. The tickers with
1: the de- you know, counting the, the, the deaths, deaths. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And you know people outside nursing homes crying because they can only look th- through the window at grandma. So that really played on people. And then I think just that the, the It's hard for people to break free of the notion that you can't trust the media. And we we talk about that, you know, Operation Mockingbird going back to the 50s where the the media, all the major media outlets were co-opted by the CIA to advance a narrative. So I think people are just... uh, just easily uh deceived and it's normalcy bias it's hard to break free from that mark twain it's easier to deceive people than to convince them they've been deceived you yeah, know for sure um but you know real quick you know your our experience was very similar to yours i came to the denver area Uh, we actually don't live in that area. We live about an hour away with our ministry of Not By Works, but I travel up there for teaching. uh, And we came to that church in the height of the pandemic. And so we had two different experiences. We were living remotely in the mountains, and we had a small group of believers up there uh, that we didn't have a building or anything, but we met as our local church. And they went to one extreme. They were absolutely bought the narrative hook, line, and sinker. And the sheriffs and the authorities up there literally called all the pastors uh, in that area and said, we're going to be patrolling on Sundays, your parking lot, to make sure you don't meet. Wow. And it was just a nightmare. But where we were when I came to this other church, fortunately, the previous pastor and the leadership was like-minded. They had chosen, kind of like you and so many churches, initially kind of— Shut down because nobody was really sure what was going on, but very quickly realized, you know, this is not good. We're going to start meeting again. And similarly, the sheriff in that case said, "No, we're not going to enforce it." And so I was there, you know, right in the middle of that 2020 and uh, or 21. I can't even remember 2020 actually, and uh, I would get the tri health county health department would call because my number is on the church website. And he would say, "Hey, we're getting complaints from people, you know, driving by and seeing that you guys are meeting." And I'd just say, "Okay, you know, and thank you very much. Thank you for sharing." But you know, they they were trying to bully us yeah. and threaten us because you know, the Emergency Health Hours Powers, uh, Powers Act gave all of these health departments, these unelected bureaucrats, yep. authority to become you know police yeah yeah bullies and police so we just ignored it because we knew the sheriff had said he wasn't going to enforce it and you know
0: eventually it it worked out yeah so i mean let's uh kind of wrap this up in the sense of so you got 13 hours of of teaching on here and, and obviously you spent a lot of research on this and um i think in terms of the average christian um why why, why do they need to know this can't why not just keep your head in the sand and, and you know go preach the gospel and, and worry about that why do people need to know this information
1: well so first of all because the bible teaches end times prophecy and these are all factors that are setting the stage for exactly what we see written in scripture so uh you know the, the everything happens in a context and we live in a world that is rapidly uh heading towards uh, the finish line and there's Satan thinks he's getting close. God's word is, you know, Israel became a nation in 1948. Everything sort of seems to be coalescing. So it, it, Scripture tells us to study the whole counsel of God. I think, secondly, there are biblical principles at play here, one of which is uh, the wise person sees trouble coming and prepares for it, Proverbs 22, 3. So, uh, it can be very dangerous to stick your head in the sand. Uh, if you are playing around on a train track and you see a locomotive headed your way, you need to get off the track. And the people that were able to survive other key moments in world history where tyranny was you know, coming down the track were those that saw it coming and prepared for it. You know, The people that survived the Holocaust were the Jews and the Christians that saw what was coming in the 30s and kind of said, "Uh uh-oh, and they made preparations. Uh, The people that with their head in the sands were the ones that got on the trains. And so I think, you know, there's a biblical mandate to study this stuff, be aware of it. And, you know, everybody's asking, as the DVD series uh, is titled, what in the world's going on? We we try to explain through a biblical lens exactly how to connect the dots.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, how many times are we told, uh, you know, Jesus would say, as the end approaches, the end of the age— uh, in the Olivet Discourse and other passages, don't be deceived. I mean, that's a command. It's not like you know, if you get around to it, you know, make sure you're not deceived. No, he's telling us over and over, do not be deceived. That that's an imperative. I think. Secondly, as you just mentioned, that if we care about others and we want to see them go to heaven and and to escape the coming wrath, that we would be equipped. You know, First Peter three fifteen tells us to always be ready to give a to give a defense, to give an answer. Uh, for the hope that we have, and and that that involves, in my mind, understanding the times. You know, again, what in the world is going on? The title, we want to be able to tell people. We'll tell you what's going on. The Bible
1: tells us what's yeah. going on. Yeah, First John four one also, you know, brethren, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, for many false prophets have gone out into the world. So. Uh, we have a biblical mandate on many fronts to to know
0: the truth and to proclaim
1: the truth and defend the truth. Amen.
0: Uh, J.B. Hickson's here. Thank you guys for listening today. NotByWorks.org. NotByWorks.org. Thank you, Mondo. It was a pleasure. Yeah, good times. Appreciate you guys listening today. We, as always, ask for your prayers for what we're doing. Uh, we're getting ready to uh, expand into radio, so appreciate your prayers on that. And certainly... Uh, We know that apart from God, Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. And so apart from your prayers, we're not going anywhere. But pray for us for protection, for guidance, for wisdom, not only for this podcast, but also for the upcoming uh, ministries that God's opening the doors for us. So thanks for listening. See you next time.